Ninjas vs. Monsters, starring Alexia, written and directed by Justin, is now available to buy at ninjasvs.com. That's ninjasvs.com. Or you can rent it on iTunes or Xbox or Comcast, wherever you do that stuff. So go to ninjasvs.com or rent it, buy it, check it out right now. Just check it out. It's even got on the DVD at ninjasvs.com a commentary that's basically a Trek off show with me and Alexia just talking over the film. So go to ninjasvs.com. You really want to see this one. Ninjas vs. Monsters at ninjasvs.com or rent it on Xbox, iTunes, or Comcast. Okay, enjoy the show. Okay, if you like Star Trek, you probably like Doctor Who. And if you do, you need to come this weekend, March 27th to 29th, to Hunt Valley, Maryland. That's like right near Baltimore. So if you're in D.C., Pennsylvania, Richmond, New York, anywhere, you need to come because... At this huge convention, March 27th to 29th, 2015, there's Sylvester McCoy, there's Colin Baker, there's Tom Baker, and on Friday night at 11 p.m., that's right, Ninjas vs. Monsters, with me doing a Q&A afterward, and on Saturday night at 11, you guessed it, Trek Off Live. Come see us do this show live at Regeneration Who. Go to RegenerationWho.com for details. Warning, the following contains plot spoilers and naughty language. That means explicit content. And the comments and opinions expressed herein are for entertainment and commentary purposes only and may not reflect the actual opinions of Geeks Radio or the individual hosts. So don't get mad. It's just a show. It's time for Trek Off. Enterprise Double D. Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. And my name is Alexia. And today, um, today, um, we are going to continue our uh, our time vortex journey through episode, <laughs> through, episode through season four, four again. of Star Trek: The Next Generation. But before we do that, I have to make a confession. Um, I have to okay. make a confession to you. Okay. Um, you know how sometimes we do playoffs, like in our live shows, like we did, like who's the worst character on whoever on whatever. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. So just for fun. We did that um, for Star Wars in my house. My um, my older child and I, and then my wife and I, I let them all go first because I was like, oh, I was pretty sure I knew who mine was. And was Luke Skywalker, of course, or Darth Vader. So we go through and go step by step. And, you know, you we listed every character we could think of. I went all the way down to like Jango Fett and Jabba. Even though there was no chance that they were going to ever make it to the top ones, I was like, let's just put them all in. You know what I mean? Like, no one, Lando's not going to end up being my favorite. But let's put them down. You know what I mean? Okay. And so you do it like, all right, who do you keep? It's just like, who do you keep? Who do you get rid of? Or who do you keep? Who, who do you keep? Lando or Jabba? If I'm saying to you, who do you keep? Lando or Jabba? Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. Let me get it. Who do you keep? Han or Jabba? Han. <laughs> okay. So we go through and we do that for every character for all six movies and both TV shows. Okay. My son's. Uh, favorite characters were number three was Vader, number two was Luke, and number one was Chopper from Rebels. Now, this doesn't surprise me because Chopper is a funny droid. He's got a lot of spunk, a lot of attitude, and my son, like, like he's got like three Star Wars books that are reference books on droids. Like he oh, loves, he just loves droids. He loves droids, and Chopper is he, he. It was really down to like like. He More had than to R2 choose D two man. Well, so so he had to choose between Luke and R two. It came down to between Luke and R two, and he let R two go um, for Luke, but he couldn't let Chopper go. Um, and so so then my wife does it, uh, Mrs. J, and for her again, number three was Vader, number two was Luke, number one was Padme. 
Okay. I was really surprised. And she said, you know what? She said, here's the deal. It's going to, she, she goes, I like that there are female characters. It's come down to Padme and Leia. She said, Leia really lost her in Jedi. That Leia, like she felt that, that Leia's sort of weakness and hold oh, means is was really a betrayal of like the strong Leia you meet at the, at the beginning of a new hope and that Leia's emotional journey is just kind of stagnant. Whereas she said, she said, look, when the episode three trailer came out and, and, and uh, Padme is going, Anakin, you're breaking my heart. Just the way that line was delivered. She said she choked up in the trailer. Yeah. Like I watching the that. trailer. And she said, she said, so Padme was the one who took me of everyone on the most emotional journey. And I really like Padme. I was like, okay, I got that. So I do mine. And much, much to my surprise, my, to match my family, my third favorite Star Wars character is, is uh, Darth Vader. My second favorite Star Wars character is Luke Skywalker. And my favorite Star Wars character is Ahsoka Tano. What? And I was flo- I was almost mad. I like like it's it's like people like what they like, fine, but I was always almost mad at myself because one, um, I grew up on Luke. I dressed up as Luke. I I Luke I had books about Luke. I idolized Luke. Luke was my guy. Like people are always like Luke or Han, Luke or Han. There was no question I didn't understand anybody who had that conflict. Like Luke, Luke more than Kirk, Luke more than Doctor Who, Luke more than Knight Rider, anybody who I was ever into when I was growing up, Luke Skywalker was the man. And then you combine that with the fact that I, that, that of the movies that I've ever walked out of in my life, movies that I've walked out of halfway through, that I can count them on one hand. Like it's like the stupids, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, Exit, <laughs> to, Exit to Eden. Um, uh, that bad. And, and, Star Wars, the Clone Wars, the movie was yeah, one of them. that I get. Absolutely. I walked out. I walked yeah. out of it. Um, yeah. I, I totally see that. But sucked. I just finished season five of the Clone Wars and Ahsoka is the most fully three-dimensionally realized character, I think, in all of Star Wars. And no, maybe, even, no. maybe, maybe your judgment is flawed. Listen, maybe flawed. it's because. Listen to me for a second. Maybe it's because she she started in such sort of a weak place, sort of a hey sky guy kind of place. Um, it's kind of stunning. It's what they wanted to do with Anakin. They wanted when you got to the end of episode three, the reason that George Lucas had had Anakin start off as a little boy in episode one was that when he fell as Darth Vader in episode three, you'd go, holy shit, he was just this little boy. Look what happened to him. And I think that's what Lucas wanted to happen to you you know what i mean i think you wanted to go he started and he started uh, out so great you know um and ultimately lucas failed at that um maybe because it's a show um but ahsoka who starts off like the ahsoka that that you know a a minor spoiler alert for the clone wars ahsoka does not show up very much in in what is season six because season six of the clone wars is not a true season of the clone wars because they they can't when disney bought it they canceled it because they were moving on to rebels they brought the entire crew that did clone wars to make rebels but they they the six the the, i guess 12 episodes that that they had kind of partly produced um hi train the 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 six of the train However many episodes they had already kind of like mostly through the pipeline, they went ahead and finished and released them on Netflix, but it was never like the season was never done or completed or finished. 
Um, so, so Ahsoka's story, whatever that story might be, and I'm not going to, for anybody who wants it spoiled, I will not spoil anything, but Ahsoka's story, however it ends, cause she's not in episode three. So, you know, some, it, something happens that makes it so she's not in episode three. Well, that thing happens by the end of season five. Um, and when you get there, you cannot imagine, Hey, sky guy. Um, and when you do, it kind of makes you sad because you're like, you're like, holy shit, this is what war does to somebody. Um, I was surprised at myself. Um, but yeah, Ahsoka Tano is my favorite character in all of Star Wars. Um, and I can't give Clone Wars a high enough recommendation. The, the only problem I have with it, and then we'll move it on to Star Trek. The only problem I have with it is that, that every season starts with like four or five bad episodes where I'm like, kind of disappointed in it like like a son who brings home like a like a like a c plus you're like you're like come on you can do better than this that's like mr a right now with um like because we're in matt smith at this point but like the first like the beginning of matt smith he was very much like it's just it's just i mean it's not even matt smith it's just that the you know the writing's not as good like the episodes aren't as good like this just isn't as good i'm like I'm like, I'm not sure if I see that. Like, I didn't feel like I didn't feel that way when I watched it the first time. But like, definitely, you know, not until like Rory and 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 her are more solid that that I like that. That's when yeah. I think that Matt Smith really starts to come into like as, you know, the iterations of the doctor like, yeah. starts to really come into its own. Like, that's when I start to like it because like well, I, just, I just hate her when you first meet her. Like, well, maybe not right when you first meet her, but almost immediately following. Like, I'm just like, fuck that bitch. Um, and that's how and, and, and I never felt that way about a person. But it was like they, it would even be really strange because the seasons all end on this. Um, like they tend to end amazingly. So sure. season. So season uh, four ends incredibly. Again, spoilers yeah. for Clone Wars, but if you've seen the the DVD, the DVDs at Best Buy, this is on the cover. So so um, Darth Maul comes back, um, and the means by which they bring him back and that whole story is a really interesting and b really fucking dark. Like really, like like you kind of go, God, this is a kid show, guys. Like you kind of go. Oh, you just murdered that person. Um, uh, and it ends on this cliffhanger from that episode. And then the first episode of season of season five is, nah, it's okay. I mean, the first episode is yeah. the continuation of Darth Maul, and that's really good. But then the second episode um, just doesn't, like, it, it, it just doesn't. Dive. Yeah. And so it's, but by the end, I, I like the show is so great. It's so gorgeous. Like when it, for the, when the movie came out, it was just kind of, it looked like watching somebody else play a computer game. And, and now it's like, it's incredibly cinematic and, and the show is very dark with the other cool thing is that I will say, I've said this before that, uh, Matt Lanter's, uh, um, Anakin on that show is my favorite Anakin. Like I like him better than than the two live actors who played him, and it's so because he plays him kind of very happy go lucky, very ha- and and he's always kind of really calm and normal. So when he fucking loses it, like when he when when those he loves is threatened, and you know, and he's a Jedi and he's off doing Jedi shit, and he's always kind of calm and cool and collected, and then somebody that he loves is threatened and he gets in a battle with a person threatening them. And suddenly he's got them up in the air floating in a float in a force choke, which Jedi aren't supposed to do and slamming them repeatedly against the wall until the wall breaks, screaming at them. You're like, Holy shit. As opposed to 
as opposed to you know Hayden Christensen, who a, it has much more gravitas. I'm sure when you've got a person who's you know kind of chill all the time. When they lose it, like it's like fuck. Yeah, uh, yeah. and you're like it's like so you see you can see that change that shift. Like that's one of those great moments when you're watching something. Like when you've got a character that's like that, and like they threaten the person that they love or something like that, and you just like long before they do what you're talking about, you see the shift. Like in the well, eyes, it's, and it's like, oh man. <laughs> a thing that the show does really well is it asks the question: Do the Jedi have any business being generals in a war? That's a big question the show asks to go to go. These the eyes are supposed to be basically monks and keepers of the peace. Kind of what the they fuck are seem, they? Yeah, they don't seem like the right. Why sort to be? Why the fuck are they doing? And 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 what does it mean that they've done that? And what does that mean to their integrity? And it's even at a point now where now when I look at Order 66, you know, when all the clones kill all the Jedi and it, mm. I am now not 100% sure that that's like a built in psychological cue. I am now I'm not sure that that isn't something that was brewing and was just an order and that they were more than happy to take it. And maybe they were right in doing so. Like, it's I don't know. I, I, I haven't seen the Clone Wars. I don't know that I ever will. I mean, you led me astray with Angel. So. It might really not be your thing. That, I really think thing. that your judgment is flawed. So uh, it, it the might fact not be a- that you love it so much and that my only experience of it was poo ass gives me great concern. <laughs> um, you know, it, I will say this. It, um, you know, it doesn't consistently rip your heart out the way Angel does. No, Angel isn't even, it's not even about that in Angel. It was just like by by the time we've gotten well into Angel, it's so ridiculous and ludicrous as to just be like inane and like why am i even watching this right now like it's just it's jumped the shark far too many like it jumped it long ago and now it's like jumping a whole ocean of sharks and it's just like i'm just i'm so fucking done like i've completely checked out you know like and and this is for me who's you know pretty much on board for any kind of a ride you know like I'm all for it. Like I open my imagination up. I'm like, all right, let's do it. I accept the things that you've given me. Let's go with this. But like, well, hey, just- look. At least we are living in the day of miracle and wonder that we're living in in the last ten years. Where my favorite show, one of them of all time, can be Angel, and you can go. Well, I'm not into that superhero vampire show. I would rather watch that superhero vampire show over there. You know, and that's like just sure. like people who are people who are not into Gotham. You know, I watch Gotham and Arrow and Flash and Shield now. I'm like becoming a total superhero dude. Um, but like, there are people who don't dig on Gotham. They're like, I don't like crime shows. That's fine. You can jump over to Arrow, which is a vigilante show, or you can jump over to Flash, which is sci-fi. You know, like there's there's something out there for geeks, whatever kind of geek you are right now. And yeah, I think there's that, there's a lot out there at this point for us, which is fantastic. Um, and like for instance, if you like dirty Star Trek podcasts, guess what you just found? <laughs> yeah, guess what you. Found? Uh, um, because that that's the world we live in. I love it. I love it. I love that. I love that you can not like Angel, and I can go. That's fine. Because here's this other great geeky thing that you can watch. Um, whereas, like, you know, when we were, you know, I mean, I want to be clear. Were, I enjoyed the first season of Angel. Okay, that which is my be. least favorite season. Interestingly, it would be um, of course. But that's the thing. Even in Star Trek, man, there are people who hate DS Nine. There are people who yeah. can't dig on the original series. There are people who love voice. Blasphemy, but. There are people who love Voyager and more power to them, man. That's it's like even Star Trek can give you whatever that flavor you want is. It's yeah, there I mean for that's you. the thing. They've they, they've each kind of got their own 
yeah, their own flavor, their own special sauce. You when know. we're done with Clone Wars, I have to start uh, Star Trek. Um, I'm going to start with my son. I'm trying to figure out which one I'm going to do. Um, I tried to watch some some original series, but I think he's a little young for it. Um, and I think he's he's like he doesn't have the patience for sort of the headier ones. He really liked Trouble with Tribbles, but then I tried to watch like one of the really good ones, like Balance of Terror or something, and he's mm-hmm. just like. Uh, but why? And I was like, yeah, maybe we should wait till you're like 12 for this one. I might, yeah, st- I guess. I I might start with Voyager. Oh my! Interestingly God, don't enough, do that. don't do that, or, please. I'm or for, Enter- for me, I'm asking like as a personal favor. Or Enterprise. Enterprise would be an interesting place to start. That I'd because, be okay with. <laughs> because I think he would like Enterprise, and it's my least favorite. So from my point of view, it will be all uphill from there. And he then then maybe he can feel like he's watching it in order. I don't know. Hey, let's talk about the next generation, man. Um, we are halfway through um, uh, season four. Uh, we just did Data's Day, episode 11. We're going to try and get through 15 episodes in the next 30, 40 minutes for you. So we're going to zip right through them. If you want to hear the uh, the episodes before, you can listen to our last episode. Uh, um, but we're going to go here. Uh, the theme of this season, of course, being family. Um, the next... Oh, sorry. We didn't just do Data's Day. We just did the wounded um I, was say, where, I didn't think that was the one we were just study i was like no, okay wait a minute. no we did it we did the wounded where uh um the other captain was killing cardassians um the next one is an episode you know this is an episode well let, let's just first call it out on february 4th 1991 uh the crew of the enterprise must defend the planet ventax from a mythological devil who reappears when a thousand year long era of peace comes to an end devils do um this episode's a piece of trash but i love it no hear me i love it it's one of my favorite it's it is it's a b movie it's a it's a b movie it's 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 not a piece of trash it's trashy i guess that's the better way to describe it it's trashy (laughs) <laughs> My, like, it's that it's like that whore that you see on the street like she's still a good time though <laughs> so the basic concept of the episode is that is that spoilers for the end of the episode it's it's this woman named like like who's christened she, herself she, yeah she she basically comes and claims to she be, says i am ardra i am yeah. the devil because all your prophecies point to this me being the devil um and, and like Picard- i gave you guys a thousand years of peace and like it's time to collect my friends and, and Picard's Picard's like Picard's like no, this is ridiculous. It can't re- really be happening. And of course, in true Star Trek form, they go, "We'll decide this in a courtroom drama." Because <laughs> that's how you do it. Like, why, wait, why? Why isn't it how you do it? First that's of all, totally how you fucking do it. You I know. Have procedure, man. Without procedure, everything <laughs> falls apart. And and I love so she basically does all these tricks and and to prove she makes that, the, she's, a, that yeah. she's a god or a devil uh, or a whatever. Yeah, so of course, which are all localized. I love that again, like good old Star Trek. You know, a planet is only ever one small city, because um, <laughs> everything's like right there. <laughs> Here, and really, what you, need, what you need to understand about space, like I think you need a lesson right now. So let me. Let me just enlighten you because I care about you, okay? And this is really kind of bad for you right now. This will help so, me. So when, when people or other beings inhabit space, okay, when you find a planet that is capable of sustaining life, all right, like when you haven't even gotten to the point like where you can get off the planet, like there's only the one place that you really, that you can really inhabit. Okay, like like for here, like on our planet, 
That's I mean it's pretty much America, right? I mean it's the US of A. Here's what I love do. here. Here's like, what I love the, there's the, no the, other uh, places on the planet but here. But so, it gets better. It gets better. I the the so audacity like the audacity of this of this episode is that is that not only is it a courtroom drama, but the only person that can decide the fate of this planet is Data. Data has to be the judge. Because he's dispassionate, dude. You got to understand, yeah. if you yeah. go to another planet and they only have one place where they all live on the surface of that planet, because that's, I mean, that's just And the devil's works. attacking. And the I devil's guess what attacking. You, what you then need, what you need is you, you need, need the robot from yeah, the ship that just showed up. You need a robot because a robot from another culture, you see, is, is uniquely able to arbitrate in a way that, that a person of the planet really couldn't, you know, because they're just too wrapped up in that oh. shit. And and oh, like an amazing. alien couldn't because they're they're not you know they don't have to live there you know what do I they love know? but it's got it's got it's got great lines like 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 you show the advocate will refrain from making her opponent disappear just great lines oh awesome yeah it's lines so like much that. fun it's such a fun episode it really of course is. of course like, in the end you discover she, she seriously the, the actress that like she is so mm. engaging. She's I know. So much in, fun to watch. In a B movie sort of scream queen quite away. She's not going to win any awards. She's she's just like just one of the, she's like a scream queen. It's like it's truly it is like a great B movie. And I um when Picard finally gets control all, of all of it and turns himself into a big devil Klingon devil monster. Oh, that's the best. I love the, the idea that you I love it. <laughs> um it's trashy but it's awesome. I it's highly so recommend good. Devils too. It's Next so episode. Good. But I mean, uh, okay, before we talk, before we move on, though, like it's yeah. trashy though it may be, what's what's great about the episode is that you've got, you know, the, conceptually speaking, like what would happen, like this planet, for instance, you know, if if somebody came down and like claimed to be God or the devil, like, and they could do these fantastical things, like we might even now be kind of blinded by it. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it's I don't totally... because a on our planet, people believe a bunch of different things That's um, true. and not There's all the that. same thing. And two, but there does seem to be kind of a pervasive along a lot of the population of the entire planet. I would even say kind of believe in, in like in a, all in God, a, in a, right? a monotheistic then, God. Yeah. Correct. Here's so the like that person as, as that somebody could just kind of come down and say, I am God, I am your Buddha. I am whatever you know what I mean. Whatever I am, Yahweh. But as as someone is. who, all right. So I I believe in a God. Um, I I believe in one of the big ones. Um, I believe <laughs> it. I I I believe <laughs> I in Jesus. I I I truthfully believe as fact that that Jesus is going to come back one day. Like I believe that is a fact. We, we can debate that and go on forever. So, but if ever. an alien came and claimed to be Jesus, like how would you know? How would you not know? Like, um, why wouldn't you be fooled? Why do you think you wouldn't? Um, first of all, if an alien did try to do that, they'd have to do a lot more than sort of disappear and meet a couple of prophecies and make the ground shake and decide to have a courtroom drama. Um, like a, <laughs> a lot, a lot more, a lot more than that would have to happen. I think that's probably true for most of the regular, for, for the regular religion, the, the, the religions out there, most of them out there, it would take a little more than that i don't know i think there'd be a lot like i think there'd be i think there'd be division. sure you know what I mean? I think sure there'd be a bunch of people that would be ready to like just very faithful and ready to believe and and then you'd have your skeptics and then you'd have your atheists chiming in and you're and you know what i mean but i just think it's so interesting because but those didn't exist in that episode that's, that's the, true anyway. 
Yeah, eh. there there was no diversity in that. That, but they they also kind of had this story though that like they had been divided, but like their planet had been divided by war, and like that that Ardra is the one that brought them peace. So like, yes, but, but that's a thousand years ago. So let's imagine that we're talking about something that happened. <laughs> Listen, you know, they're just in the year ten fifteen. In the year ten fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> what you need and, to understand is, unlike us, they are disciplined and loyal. We're just oh, a bunch of, you know what I mean, opportunistic bitches. Like some new shit comes along. We're like, hey man, what have you done for me lately? Like I'm just <laughs> not so sure. So well, like maybe, maybe I believe that you know, Spindle Dude is is actually God, and that he just wants us all to like hang out and be jelly, like, and he's just groovy like that because all y'all's shit is just angry and mean. Well, or, they like, too, too too, I just, and, and you know. As major religions go, Spindle Dude is one of my favorites. He's fucking um, great, man. Like, he's just so chill. You know what I mean? Like, just love and love alike, man. <laughs> so I'm going to push forward because uh, we're going to zip through some of these next ones. Uh, February 11th, 1991. Upon investigating a newly discovered Class M planet, the crew is knocked unconscious. Data <gasps> claims they had only lost 30 seconds, but the crew begins to discover clues oh, that I Data may be lying about more than just that small detail. Oh, um, it's so, this is such a great one, man. It hits it on all cylinders this is true star trekky like goodness again data being awesome data lying but not being able to lie troy troy showing some acting chops and that she's like really kind of creepy and scary um it's one of a couple times she gets possessed too um uh the the mystery of it like what happened why didn't our beards grow you know um all of uh, it like i just i love how i know who did this surgery I did. I did. Like, what the fuck? Like, because, and that's the thing. Like, I feel like a lot of times when we have these really great, you know, Trek, classic Trek feeling sorts of episodes, it's like, you're sort of in the midst of of like, what the fuck? You're just sort of dropped into a what the fuck. And like, it's this beautiful journey to figure it out. And like, you've got all these really smart people. You know what I mean? Because like, they don't just send anybody up there. Can I be the first to say that most of my favorite Next Gen episodes are what the producers considered to be the filler episodes, the bottle shows, the cheap ones, the ones that are on the ship and are just on the ship. They are... I mean, you're going to find a bunch of those. Like yesterday's like, Enterprise. I do think it's great when they're when they when they find a new planet or a new species and and they're making contact and, and like I find that also super super engaging. But that's what happened here. They did find a new species. They did right. make first contact with this <laughs> they species. Did make contact. And like, and, and the so species didn't it. want them around. Yeah. And um, they didn't want to be discovered. They were like, "Listen, man, we just want to be left alone." Um, so our options are to kill you, so you don't tell anybody, <laughs> or we can make you forget. But we can't make this dude forget. So now what? Can you imagine if the one thing that was never solved is like, it's like, Worf is just very quiet, like, um, my balls hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had Klingon love. And <laughs> I n- think I made Klingon love. <laughs> and nobody, nobody will tell him. Like, like somebody out there is also walking funny, but won't. <laughs> but won't admit that <laughs> but, they were But the won't admit that, it. Like, the, they're like, the they're like oh. Ooh, Ooh, I think that was me. <laughs> I think that was me. It was you? Yes. I'm sorry, Captain. No, I like it's just <laughs> I, mean, I did find a Klingon spike left in my va- in my vag. I said you know, Captain. They, um oh, cuz oh. I oh. see 
I think yeah. that he fucked a lot of people, okay? Because yeah. it's like, if he's just let loose, <laughs> for whatever reason, because he's Make so it. reserved all the time, yes. I feel like he just fucks yeah. everything. <laughs> Instead of losing his memory, he just fucked it, especially the cat. Make it sore. No, um... <laughs> So, moving because on. We, uh, decided, we decided the Klingons have two dicks and they're oh, spiked. Yes. Or something. Uh, February 18th, 1991, uh, while undercover fr- while on an undercover first contact mission, Riker is captured by the xenophobic aliens who believe he is, in a, he is a scout for invasion. This is also a great fucking episode. It is. There's a, there's, a, there's a lot in that episode. That, there is, uh, because you've got kind of all aspects funny. of like... It's, yep, it's, it, yeah. it's 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 chilling. It's engaging. It's it's there. There's a lot of like oh shit moments. And is this the one with Babe Newworth too? Yes, yes. <laughs> She's where so Riker, great. Where Riker sends the beard to their planet. Absolutely. I just want to point out, no one else on the planet has a beard at this point. Um, <laughs> but they will once he's gone. Yes, yeah, um, so I just I think it's so great because like I do like you get to see. This is another one of those episodes like with the whole you know like that's sort of like what would happen if if aliens came here if we discovered them and i think you would see that whole range you know you'd see people who were just terribly afraid they're just like you're just here to kill us and and would believe nothing else and and we need to kill you before you can kill us and then you'd have you know your your babe norworths who would just be like oh you're from another planet (laughs) let me fuck you you know just be amazed by that and then you'd have you know your your she's not amazed by that let's be clear she wants to fuck it right but i'm just saying like that it's like, but it's because of it's like, oh, you're from not here. Like, that's so, you can't get any more foreign than that. You know what I mean? Um, and I think there's romance in that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's why, she, like, I really believe you'd have that. You'd have people who would, like, you'd absolutely have people who would want to fuck it. Like, if the alien came, you'd have people that would want to fuck it. Like, I'm not sure that I wouldn't be one of them. You know, I'd be like, babe, we should try this. Just, I'm just saying, it's alien. Like, who the fuck knows, man? I'm always going like, to love you, but. When well, am that's I why we would do to? it together. I mean, uh, I'm not saying I would do it on my own. Like, no. It would be like a group situation. Duh. Sorry. Um, um, but I'm just saying you would have that, and then you'd have people who are like, what if, you know, who'd be willing to talk, who'd be willing to hear, and 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 not just want to destroy, you know? And they would be more like, okay, yeah, but we're not ready, and you know what I mean? This just sort of proves it, because we've got so much hostility, and I just think it's such an interesting... Exploration of of that, like, because it was. I feel like it's very much what would. I do have to admit, as good an episode as this is, this is this is one of the ones that I skip. Like of the ones, like if I only have some to watch, well, because if this is surrounded by the wounded and devils do and clues and you know, you know, the future imperfect and reunion, like these next, like these next four, really, I'm I'm skipping. Um, including the next one on March 11th, 1991, Jordy must work with the real Leah Brahms when she arrives on the Enterprise when a space-born alien life form thinks the ship is its mother. Uh, tensions rise when she learns that Jordy created a holographic version of her for a different mission. Um, this is a fine episode. I mean, it's yes. good. I mean, you know? we talked about it at length, you know, in the other alternate timeline, but let's do it again. Early. Early CGI, early CGI, which is interesting. Like it's it's like the creature that they're that they are doing this with is like you know. Now we're so used to CGI. At the time, it was kind of a big deal. You know, certainly on a television show. I feel like you yeah. Know what I mean? Um, and uh, and you know, I the one thing that's really really interesting in the episode is you get to see 
the like the utopia planitia yards in the hol- in the holodeck like like the idea of there being you always knew the ships of course were made somewhere and you knew they were made at utopia planitia but like the idea that there's a place where these shield ships are built and people who feel that the ships are theirs even more than the 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 relationship between them um it's really interesting the idea of like somebody built that ship who's not on it and right. and the, the and enterprise they have different ideas about it too you know what i mean like like what have you done to my ship yeah, like, and that's I mean that's really left, interesting. You know what I mean? And it's like it's the difference. And it was so it's so funny because actually I think it was probably just last night. Me and Mister A were talking about this. Like, um, we were talking about the old NES, right? Like how what, like what you had to do to get like cartridges to work. Like you blow on them, yeah. <sighs> you know, and like and but like the engineers, like the Nintendo engineers, they're like that doesn't work, right? Like we've done the math. We're engineers. That doesn't work. Like there's but no it reason does. that would work. But it fucking that's what it's about in practice. It fucking does. Like so, like it doesn't matter. Like and he's like so frequently, you know what I mean? Engineers, like th- all of their stuff is done like in in theory and math, and like they build it, and then once it's out in the real world, like it's up to people, like to to actually see how that shit functions. You know what I well, mean? Well, I've I had this conversation with um another filmmaker. For I'll just I'll I'll I no I won't say who, um, but with another filmmaker friend of mine um, about the concept of editing your own film, um, and they're like, you know, they're like, I'm I'm a director, I'm not an editor. I like to get somebody to edit the film for me, um, and I was like, I can't imagine doing it because it would be like it would be like putting your child up for adoption, or like like they like you you make it and then you let somebody else raise it is it would be hard for me. And, and it's just something that I am, I am too protective of what I'm making. So of, of course I edit my own movies um, because I, I, after working so hard and directing them, I can't imagine somebody else doing it. And I, I got to imagine that's sort of how it feels. Right. Like, like you've, you've worked on the ship, or, you worked on it, you worked on it, you worked on it, you worked you on it, and then you send it, it off. You know what I mean? And then it's like out in the world on its yeah. own. And then you're coming to look at it and it's, it's and not. And it's almost totally different. You know what I mean? Like, like, it's like, been, like your best work is gone. Like somebody else has come in and, and ripped up what you did yeah. and put something else in. I'm like, what the so, fuck have you done? <laughs> yeah, it's it's really. I mean, it's really, really, it's it's really interesting. Um, so so that Although part I think is interesting. The thrust of that episode really is is more about <clears throat> as interesting as the that. relationship. It's 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 yeah. It's more about the fact that you know, she's married. You know, he's basically coming. Well, and the idea that the nobody, that, yeah, I, like, she doesn't. You know what I mean? Like, and I think he, well, you know, I had this experience. I had this experience when I, um, when I first, uh, when I, and I've talked about on the show before that, uh, like way long time ago on the very personal episodes we did when I first went to college, um, I went with a girlfriend to college who promptly left me. Um, and, uh, that was right around 1994, 1995 when you could, uh, communicate via the internet, but it was like pure text and you could go into like sort of chat rooms for other colleges and like go, Hey, I'm going to go to, you know, I, I still remember it's, it's wham, it's wham dot, uh, umd dot edu, which is the university of Maryland. Um, and I started chatting with a girl in there and sort of their geeky chat room. There was never more than like 20 people there because not that many people were doing it at that time. And I met her and we like, we got along online and everything was really, really cool online. And, and like that went well. And then we chatted once or twice and that kind of went well. And then I met her after chatting with her online for like a really long time. And when I met her, there was just nothing there. There was nothing there. And I had built up this person 
as being like yep you'd built like you filled in the gaps right like yeah. you've got some information and like that's such a human thing to do it's much better now and i'm not slamming dating services because dating services it's gotten to the point now where like they ask you like a thousand million questions i'm sure and then the other person is asked a thousand million questions and like there's an algorithm that says this is where the like where we have found that if when these things match it has a higher rate of success and like you know like it's it's a much it's it's like a much bigger area which with much smaller rooms of people who are like you sure and so i still think that even once that happens like you don't know right like you, there isn't you and i are lucky because we both got married very young we, and, we are but like you don't know i feel like until life. you until you meet them in person like even no matter how well everything goes up to that point like i think there's something about being face to face with somebody that is uniquely you know sort of different than that and i think that it's i think what's great about this is like he's it's gone so far as to have a physical representation so like he feels like he has you know what i mean like it's so much more than that so like being faced with the reality he tries to dial back his shit he's like well she's you know and plus there was no reality behind it like at least in my situation there was somebody else typing on there was there was there was some reality but no but you know what i mean is that he, he nobody was interacting with him Right. He was in. He was interacting. He was interacting with himself. He was interacting yes. with the program. You know what, what I mean? And he yeah. was basically, like I said, filling in the gaps. Like that's what. Like I mean, I don't. I can't even tell you how many crushes I had in high school. Oh my god, there was one guy. I had. I used to have Alex Theo Saunders written on all of my binders. Uh, I was totally going to marry this guy named Galen Saunders. He was so cute as a skater boy. He had the fucking the haircut. Oh, I was just serious. My wife. My my. my it for me. My wife has admitted to me that she in high school wrote my name at the end of her uh, her name quite Aww, a few times. That's cute. Isn't that cute? That is very cute. But like, but because I didn't actually know this kid, right? Like, I just knew what he looks like more or less <laughs> like and i think one time he talked to my art teacher while we were all waiting to leave <laughs> like so i knew like very little about this guy but like be- but because of that in my brain he was the perfect guy right like because i'm filling in all that all of that extra stuff because i don't actually have information to go off of so i feel like that's sort of where jordy's at like he's it, it, only it's worse of a of a fantasy because he's he's really got the tools to kind of make it so yeah. you know and then make like it now so. it's like here's the reality and like she's not like what he sort of has decided that she is and it's not so easy to just be friends with her because like you know like you haven't really tried to yeah. connect with a real person yet here's a question for you do you think that after she left, he reprogrammed the Le- the Leia Brahms hologram to be more accurately like her, but then to fall in love with him. Because why not? <laughs> <laughs> I have you now. No, um, I think no. he learned his lesson. I think he probably. Um, I think he less probably personality deleted. and more sex is what he needs. It went for the hol- holodeck. I, th- I think he uh, probably <laughs> deleted it, but I mean that moment when she finds it is kind of the best. Yeah. Like it's so like I mean it's so like being caught with with porn like go like as a woman it occurs to me like if I like walked in on a dude's like if he had like some kind of a spooge altar created like, no no with, no no with stuff of me around it yeah it like, would it would be like watching be like, somebody Whoa. watching somebody like like peeking through your window though like you'd be like like that's that's 
you know, you you would be uh, anyway. Moving on. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm okay. just saying. I think she handles it pretty well, all things considered. I'm just saying. in the time vortex. I remember discussing this episode we're about to discuss, but it may be as we discussed the ten worst episodes ever made of Star Trek. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, on March 18th, 1991. Um, uh, 14 uh, years, 24 years ago. Holy shit. Oh my gosh. Holy shit. Um, um, uh, Star Trek The Next Generation took this dump. Um, (laughs) And they called it. (laughs) uh, Troy faces a recurring nightmare with the Enterprise's caught in a rift in space. The crew soon begins to slip into the One moon circles. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I will say this again, as I mentioned before, as I've mentioned before, and I do kind of remember talking about this episode, which is weird. Um, I very much remember talking about this. But uh, there is a book called Captain's Logs that you can probably find on eBay that uh, where uh, where. Jonathan Frake said about this episode, that was a real piece of crap, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> this turd was named. Yes, we Night Terror. We this turd. Yeah, this is also one that I skip. Um, I mean, yeah, like, I get, like, I get skipping this one. I really yeah. do. <laughs> but, it's, but it's not as bad as the one from the week after on uh, March 25th, 1991, Identity Crisis. Jordy and a former crewmate began evolving into bizarre creatures when they returned to a planet both of them were on during an away mission five years earlier. Blue, veiny creatures that glow with a black light on them. Um, this is I not good. I think looking cool. Yeah, like it, the, the whole, when they, when they do- It's not bad. It's a, Here's the thing. It's rated higher. It gets a high, rather it's rated lower. It gets a lower rating than Night Terrors and I don't think it's worse than that. It's no. fine. It's, a, it's not like, worth the night terror. You get you get the fear, you know, like of oh my friend is something's happening. I don't want something to happen to me. There's emotion there that isn't in night terrors for me. Yeah, there's certainly there's some emotion there that's 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 gripping and like and at least at the start, I feel like what happens with this episode is at the start it's very good, right? It's it's the it's the delivery at the end. It's the end result. You know, maybe it's, it's the maybe it's at the end that's no good. Maybe like, it's, it's like the, the creatures was great, but then like but like then it was like instead of a lovely spooge, it was like you spooged in my eye. Like what the fuck? It was that cool. <laughs> like it was maybe like, this is what you came up with. This was this was this this was the answer to this mystery that you set up. Like maybe the just, creatures are the problem because they are not that great. They're just kind of like clearly like veiny rubber suits. But it's um, not even that the creatures, it's just that, that idea. You know, why you know I don't know I mean? those episodes because First Contact, Galaxy Child, Night Terrors, and Identity Crisis are episodes I skip. But what I do not skip is the episode from April 1st, 1991. An alien probe transforms Barkley from a shy, awkward character into an arrogant super genius who is able to interface with the Enterprise's computer through the holodeck. The name of the episode is The Nth Degree. This is fun. Oh fuck yeah! Because I, I love him. I love him so much. He is, um, and for those on, of you, A Team loved him on this. Just loved I him. didn't watch A Team. I what? knew I knew when I was watching this that he had been on A Team, and I knew when he was on A Team, he played a super confident character. Um, no, uh, he didn't. And, um, well, it's a mad he played character. A, he played a crazy character. Yeah, crazy character. But, but I care. Trash bags. I care. Trash bags. He's so great. Uh, a character with Moxie. Um, and we knew he could do this, be, this sort of arrogant thing, because when he was in, when you were first met him in the holodeck yeah, fantasy, like when he he's had, in the he was, holodeck, he's, yeah, he's very sure of himself. But this is, this is fun. This is scary. This is interesting. Um, Definitely. Uh, everything Star Trek should be is in yep. this episode. 
and you believe um, him and he's and, and he's a character like what's great is it's one of these times when you get to see sort of one of the characters that that they've that we've seen before you know what i mean but he's still kind of on the sidelines and it's like it's every once in a while he'll show back up and it's like so this is what's up with barkley you know what i mean like i love until you that. get to voyager and season seven becomes the barkley show but it's the only um, good thing about that season um there are many good things about that season i'm just saying. um uh Anyway, but hey, uh, if you're a big fan of Voyager on the Delta Quadrant, um, I will be on the Delta Quadrant uh, um, reviewing author author with them very soon. So check them out. Um, boop a doop a doo. Um, yeah, it's great. It's funny. We had so much more to say about the uh, the Jordy one um, because there was. Well, when Lots. it's so good, it's like that you just. Yeah. It's wasn't just like, it? Yeah, we we could go. Wasn't it awesome when he made that pass at Troy? Wasn't it awesome when he it was he was no longer speaking through his mouth, but like through the Enterprise consist? Wasn't it so awesome that the big threat that was going to destroy the ship was actually a really benevolent alien who wanted to learn about them? Like twist after twist after twist after twist. Yeah. It's just, this episode is awesome. And here's the thing: it's rated higher than the next episode, which is, in my opinion, one of the best episodes of Star Trek: The Next Generation from April twenty second, nineteen ninety one. It's a great season. This one, the, the, those four week episodes, and then it just gets great, um, mostly. Um, um, Q places Vosh and the senior Enterprise crew in a recreation of Robin Hood and his Merry Men, Cupid. It's just you're so really fun. gonna say that that episode is better than than the one we just talked about. I will give you. I, I will. I, I will give you. Really. I I will give you. Really. Two lines. Two lines. One. Sir, I protest. I am not a not merry, merry man. man. <laughs> and and then when he smashes the mandolin, and just goes. Sorry. It's just. <laughs> I will grant you that it is funnier than the previous episode. Here's the thing: this is this not... is in my this is the trouble with trouble tribbles episode for me. They try quite a few times to be funny, um, and to have out and out comedy episodes, uh, in Star this Trek. This is certainly one of the times when I think it it succeeds. Yeah, this this is is a success. It's a rousing adventure. Um, I am I am bummed that that Troy and Crusher, all they can find to do is to smash pots on people's heads. Um, yeah, uh, just, just, yeah, like they're so. But Vosh is interesting, and she's you know she she is conniving, um, and and she like Q is at his very very best in this. Um, uh, and yes, is it is it absolutely a cash grab at the fact that like two months later, uh, in fact maybe one month later, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves was coming out. Of course, it is. <laughs> of course it is. I didn't Robin Hood Prince of Thieves that. That's came out. Thing. Yeah, no, we, you would be watching trailers for Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. Well, this, this was K-1? okay. Yeah, no, no, yeah, <laughs> uh, absolutely. That's, that's what's going on. Um, but it's just. Hey, but sometimes that's you know like good shit comes of that. You know what I mean? Because it is a fun episode. I it's just, so I wouldn't say it's fun. as good because it's not like nothing happens that's so critical or so great in this episode like it's just a fun you know what you know what you know what happens it's so critical and so great about this episode is that it's so different like the nth degree is awesome but it's not that different from when data took over the ship you know what i mean it's like it's 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 it doesn't move the plot along Cupid at all, or, or but what it does do is it's just it's so very different, and it shows this cast doing something different. And I it's guess like, my point is like when you look at the nth degree, like there's like one of the things that you're always talking about, like the the, the you know sort of consequences in 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 continuation of story and stuff. Like I feel like 
you have more reverberation, you have more of a journey that happens from the nth degree than you do from this. Like without this episode, sure, nothing. You, 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 like, but, there's but, you no know what? plot point. But, uh, there's no character growth. But if you ask me, my no five. If you ask me, my, my, my episode that is critical. Like it's just, it's just popcorn. And I and I'm a huge DS9 fan, and they are they DS9 is often continuity porn. Um, mm-hmm. it just here's continuity and yet if you ask me my five favorite episodes of ds9 i'm going to name trials and tribulations and you can skip that episode that episode yeah but that's through. different trials and tribulations is different because it's because of what they're doing there by meshing with the original sure. series is absolutely transcendent by comparison like this but there's there's characters that we just we, we've seen q we'll see q again it's fun. It's just a breath There's of fresh no air. There's no consequence. There's no, you know what I mean? Like it's it's fun. I'm not debating that, but I'm just saying, like I, to say it's better than the nth degree is is to me. I am a bit having much. more. I, I am having more fun watching it. I am never in the mood to watch the nth degree. I will if I'm in the mood to watch Star Trek and I'm flipping through. I'll go, oh yeah, the nth degree. That's that's good. I'll watch that one. But there are times that I'm like, you know what I want to watch right now? Cupid. I just want to pop that on. There are times when I go, I'm not even browsing. I go, that's the one I want to watch. And sure, like ten- and I'm, it, it's the difference between this is like it's like for a good example is what's a great movie like um and there, and there are so many like Oscar winning movies that are really great like Schindler's List is fucking gorgeous and beautiful and wonderful. I'm never like in the mood to watch Schindler's List. I'll give you a great you know example. What I mean, Look, but like Bourne I will, I, I will happily I, watch like what's what's I'll I watch Girls Just Want to Have Fun every sure. time. You know what I mean? See, like it's I'll just give you fun. an example, though. I, 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 a more closely resembling example: the Born Identity and the Rundown. Uh, the Born Identity better in every way. Every way, it's better acted. It's better shot. It's more interesting. The action is better. Everything about the Born Identity is better than the Rundown. But I would watch the Rundown first because it's fun. Just fun. And that's that thing about about Cupid. At least for me, it just for me it hits the right notes, and I like it. But you know, we're splitting splitting hairs because neither one of those episodes are as good as the episode that aired on April 29th, nineteen ninety one. Picard is accused of treason when an explosion aboard the Enterprise sets off an investigation by a ruthless and paranoid Starfleet animal uh, animal admiral. Animal. She's an animal. <laughs> the drumhead. This. Oh, this, this is. Intense. Brilliant. Um, another courtroom drama, sure. <laughs> um, uh, it's more beyond, than that. I feel like it's an it's an inquisition. Sure, sure. You it's, know it's, what I mean? An, like calling it inquis- courtroom dramas is is tame. Like it's an inquisition, straight up. You know what I mean? And um, that's what's so great about it. that's what's so. This is a very nearly perfect episode. The her performance is astounding. Um, you oh, believe God, her. Yeah. You believe her and you like her when you first meet her and you're oh, on yeah, her you side do. and she's yep. strong and you respect her and Worf is with her. And mm. and, 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 once, and, when, and and the way she is corrupted, like the, the her fall, so to speak, is like you totally could see it. You know what I mean? Like it's it's totally like, oh, my God, I could see that happening to a person like a good person. Like she, she's not a bad person. Like she's not a villain like she is by the end. But like you believe in in her in what happens to her and how she gets there you know like it's oh it's chilling it's good it's fantastic yeah i know she is she is uh 
one, she is just. I, I I can't even think of the word I'm looking for. She is she is. It's the crucible, right? I mean, that's that that's what you're yeah. coming. Yeah, it's Absolutely. it's. But I just, um, I feel like what's so what what's so much. I think with this episode, what's so much better about it is because, like you said, like when you meet her, you like her and you like her for a while. Like, and even when she starts to go, like, that's the thing for me anyway, even when she starts to kind of go down a dark path, like, I'm not sure I'm with Picard. Like, he's almost immediately like, whoa, 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 cool your jets. You know what I mean? And like, I'm not sure that I am. Like, it's not until she's just really like on that extra step that's like just past the line. Where I'm like, oh shit! But like, you know it's what the, well, you, it's you know what the line step. is, right? It's a you know what the line is by a baby step by a baby step. Like that's but what's you know, so great about it. But you know when she crosses the line, you know, tell me, Captain, have you fully recovered from your experience with the Borg? And you're just oh. like, fuck! Oh. What yes, did like, you just? What? Yeah, you know what I was like. And Picard stands up in the original uh, version. They had to reshoot this. The fuck did you just say? <laughs> what the, the fuck, fuck did you, did you say, say to me? me? <laughs> what did you just say to me? What did you just say to me? Say what again? Say, say what, what again? again? <laughs> <laughs> um, I just I would like love you, to see that cut of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, because you, I mean, you just can't believe he just pulls it. His face. Say what again? <laughs> What? You can't you can't believe that she did that. That she, just that she did said that. that. Yep. Like, um, you're like whoa. Um uh and you know it it's But it's great. It, like I said it's it's, it's a stunning such a, yeah. it's such a gradual thing. That's what's that's what's so beautiful about it cuz it's really it's trying to kind of show you how easy it is. You know what I mean? To just to get to where she is. Like it isn't it isn't some leap. Like, it's not like you're like, how could she? You know what I mean? You're not like, like righteously indignant the whole time. Like, how could she? You know what I mean? It's like, it, you, it's like you just took a step and you turn around and you're like, fuck. When did yeah, I cross no, the line? When did that happen? Like, you know, it's just, oh, it's brilliant. And she really pulls it off. The writing is spectacular. And the actress fucking just, I mean, she if you want, the occasion. If you want the most dramatic and interesting of of Star Trek courtroom dramas, uh, I would I would do uh, this um, after watching uh, Measure of a Man from season two. I think you do Measure of Man and the Drumhead as things working right and things working wrong, and just going going here is here are the two yeah, flip the two sides, sides of, of the, the coin. coin. Yeah, um, uh, excellent episode, much better than the episode that came out on May 6, nineteen ninety one. Um, uh, Luxana Troy. Um, never a good sign. Hey, uh, I hey, love her. You shut your mouth. I don't always love her. Sometimes I, I do. I would like to submit. Suck it. Okay, sorry. Um, wow. Um, the Loaxana Troy falls in love with a man who must return home to commit suicide, as is customary for their race, and when they reach a certain age. This is not a bad episode. Like, it's you know, here's the thing. Here, here's the thing. One, the actor who I think was on Mash, um, is pretty good. I uh, the. It's just one of those. It's like making a souffle and the souffle fails. It's like what? all the pieces are in place. The script isn't that bad. Uh, the concept is a brilliant concept. They're doing real Star Trekky work. You know what I mean? They're like they're like going, they're going. Yeah, there's, look, it's, it's look how we look look how we devalue the age the, the the aging you know people who are aging and yet you know look at like there's there's a lot of 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 stuff to think about in the episode she does a good job i in fact i will say this 
as someone who is not a Loaxana fan, and I'm not, um, most of the time, um, I will say that this episode, uh, the first episode where she shows up on DS9, um, and the episode where you find out that Troy had a sister is the best she ever gets. Are those three episodes? This is, um, this is great in terms of her performance. But Absolutely. for me, the, for me, the souffle never rises. For me, whatever, and I don't know what it is. Maybe you know, it's funny. They say I just listened to someone say that uh, that a movie is directed twice. Um, to go back to editing, that that the editor is truly a director as well. And puts it together and creates the moments and creates, maybe it's the editing, maybe there's something in the episode that it's boring to me. Boring? I am bored and I don't know I why. because because you fucking suck and you don't like Loxana. Like, so because you're it's not, not that though. I just told, but I just told, I just told you that I am. No, I'm in bed. You said that, the, you, that, that like she, you're she's like, good in this good side. She's like, good in this no, episode. I though. get she, that you said that you're acknowledging in your infinite wisdom that she's good in this episode. But I'm just saying like, prior to now you're like she's in this episode that's never a good sign like if that's your if that's your baseline sure sure if i don't like her invested in her as a character so like why do you give a fuck what she's going through even if she's doing a a good job at convincing but you you know what but i give a fuck what she's going through when she's with odo a lot because you love odo like you could give a shit about her maybe that's the problem Maybe the yes. problem is, but no, no, seriously. Maybe the problem is because this episode is also not rated very suck. highly. Yeah. Uh, hear me out. No. Maybe that, maybe the problem <laughs> is in this episode is that a main character is not going through an emotional time in this episode. Um, a guest has come onto the show to go through that time. So like you, you, you're not, you're just not going to be as invested as her as you are in Picard or even in I her just, daughter. I was, I didn't, I did not feel the way that you're, t- that you're saying right now. Like that's I did fair. Not have that that's reaction. fair. People look, there are like, people who I, like her. I was really, I, I love her. I was into the episode. I was on her side. Um, yeah, it was, it was heartbreaking. Like, I mean, I, I don't watch this episode as much cause it makes me cry a lot. Um, huh? Cause it's just like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, it was, and it's one that I, it's one that I, it's one that I skip. <laughs> But, but hey, and I think you know, the other the, the thing about this episode, like, isn't this the first time we see? Uh, doesn't Ensign Rowe play his daughter? Yeah, maybe she does. I think she does. Maybe and then, she like, does. She comes back later yeah, and it's like, wait a minute, she's kind of familiar. <laughs> okay, didn't I see you bottomless didn't, in California? <laughs> um, <laughs> with a K, because. Because Juliet Lewis just has to do the same movie over and over again in the nineties. Um, I this is certainly better than the episode that came after. Um, probably it, not as bad as in theory. Second worst episode of the of the season, in my opinion. Uh, on May thirteenth, nineteen ninety one, Doctor Crusher falls in love with a Trill ambassador. However, her feelings are tested when she learns the true existence of the Trill nature of the Trill's symbiotic existence. Why is um, this a bad episode? We've had the, obviously we've had this conversation in the ultimate certainly. timeline, but seriously, why? Like just because they didn't have her go ahead and 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 hook up with. There the are a few the things. That, I will say this about this episode: that this episode is one of the reasons that I can't watch it and take it very seriously is because of exactly probably what you're thinking, which is that. I can't accept this guy as true. Yeah, like it's it, it is. I have to admit that it's, it's difficult it's to go, like having watched DS Nine and have such a they, they've really solidified who and what the Trill are. Like we've gone to their home planet. The, it's all like, wrong. So the Trill is all wrong. Much that like going back to this episode and experiencing this 
you know, level of trills. It's like that he doesn't look right. And Riker's right. not there anymore, and they're two totally separate personalities, and they're they, yeah. it's the rules of how it all yeah, works it's is totally wrong. Different. It's like it's um, it's it's completely different, and so it's it's so much harder to reconcile the Klingons and the Klingons. You know what I mean? For instance, because it's like yeah, like with that, it's just a question of makeup. Like so, it's like okay, yeah. I can believe in this because it's just a makeup change. But like, this is more. But there's than also that. time. The time has passed. A lot passed. of time has passed. You know, yes. Like it's like, two years later. To be, yeah, this accepting. is the same. Like we were just there. Like the Enterprise comes to DS Nine. Like that happens. You know what I mean? So like reconciling yeah. that is difficult. So it's hard to. I think for you, like if you can, if you could not think about that, like I think it's it's a good episode when you don't try to compare it to what. We know of the trill and and what that what the trill turns into later. Um, if you can just sort of like put yourself back where where you were when uh, first watching this episode, um, which I know for you is very difficult, but I don't have that same problem, so I don't feel that way about this episode. Like I think it it it, it is interesting. And I don't even feel that way about the episode. It's just it's it's nagging. You know, like as like conceptually, like if I could throw away all of the trill in you know inconsistencies, right, and just go like, okay, like maybe I just call this something else. They're not trill; they're something else that have symbionts, and this is how they work. I just feel like, like this episode doesn't have a lot of doesn't have a lot of urgency to me. Like the like the thing that he is supposed to you know be doing, um, it's not all that interesting. I don't feel the importance of what he's doing. I don't feel the like. Like they're going through something, but the episode is very much here's some shit that happened to some people, and I don't feel a sense of 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 immediacy to their needs. And I mean, again, and I'm distracted when I'm watching. I'm gra- granted, I'm distracted. So on a subconscious level, I'm never going to get as into it because I'm distracted. Yeah, because you're distracted um, by that. But I think that's a, the only thing I would say, like without talking about the whole trill thing, is that the way they kind of tr- paint him initially, like he's got this secret. And they they show, you know, the bulging stomach and you're like, what is that about? Like, it's kind of there's a gross factor there that feels weird and forced for me. Yeah, he's he's, he's got a secret, except that the trill are part of the Federation. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, okay. like it's it's weird. <laughs> okay. Like it's yeah, like that part. It's like, OK, wait, what? Like, how did we not know Yo. this? Like, 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 like he's got a secret. I don't know what it was. If only there was someone who knew about a bunch of alien physiologies, like a doctor <laughs> of s- one of those around. Yeah, they certainly wouldn't fall for this problem. Yeah, all right. Like that, so that's, um, that's a problem inherent in the episode. I feel. Yeah. Um. But like, um, I think the even stuff even. That it's, but once you get past that part, the stuff that it's exploring is very Star Trekky. You know what I mean? Like. Relations with an alien Let me ask you, do you, do you have a problem with the fact that she doesn't go with him when he becomes a woman? Um, yes and no. Like, I don't, I, I have zero, I have zero problem with the fact that she doesn't go with him. Um, zero. Because the fact is, and I, and I would say this, I love my wife very, very, very much. Um, and if she went into the body of another woman and it was still her there, I could, I could deal because I am attracted to women. I find I, I have romantic feelings toward women. I have, I have, that's, that's, I am built that way. Um, I do not have those feelings toward men. I could not get myself to, you know, I could not make myself. Would you even try? That's what I'm saying. Like that's, I guess for me, like I, I, 
I feel like I would have liked her to have tried. Like, I, it's not that I have a problem with her failing. And 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 I realize it's like this. Would I try that, for my wife? Yeah. Would I try for my wife? I, That's what I'm saying. Prob- like, I would. Probably, probably because she's my wife and I've committed my life to her and okay, maybe. But like, would I try for some chick that I developed a very fast relationship with over the course of like a week? You know, and yeah, then, and then true. like, if that chick became a dude and was like, aren't you still attracted to me? I'd be like, well, you know, no, like not in no, a I'm sorry. Way, no, but that's the thing. Like, no, I feel I, like I want to be, let's be buds. Yeah. Like, like if you want to, if you want to hang out and be pals, absolutely. Let's hang out and be pals. But, um, I just, I think like, it was, I, I think it was so, I mean, I, I, I think that's what they kind of did. They were just like, it was the end of the episode. Like we didn't really have time. It was sort of like, I think it would have been interesting to explore it further, me personally, just because there's not enough of that. And I think that I would have preferred someone like who's out in space to be more open minded. You know what I mean? It's like the episode with the with the genderless species with with right. Sure. You know, what and, I mean? and, like, and, and it's, I, it's it's like in the world and in and in the world of Star Trek, you know, you know, that open mindedness is is, you know, even she says, you know, I I feel like I'm not being that open minded. But I would say, you know, it, the and and I, you know, if if you were part of the homosexual community listening to this episode, you know, that I I would love to hear your feedback, uh, positive and negative. But I think that like the idea that she could turn around and just make herself be gay. But that's the um, thing. Like that's that's not even the that's, that's not even the discussion. Like that's the but thing. But the discussion is: is do like, you want to be with me romantically? Like, no. The discussion. She's like, I just don't think I can do this. I can't wrap my head around it. I just, I'm done. Right? Like, that's what she says. Like, it isn't even truly about them being the same gender. Like, they, 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 then they should have, then, they, they, then they should have, like, they skirt it. You know what I mean? Instead of really facing it, because they on, made it about something else at the end. They made it about something else. They kind of, did. And they I would kind say of made that, it about like her being like, I just, I can't. Like, I, I wish that I could be more open and, and, and I really, I just can't. Like, I can't. I can't be on this crazy train anymore. And it's like, for me, I would it's have preferred a, it would have been better Star Trek to me if they had explored it, if they had really had the discussion. Because the thing is, I, I think most people, you know, like sexuality is like a spectrum. You know what I mean? It's not like everybody just falls in, in, in straight or gay camps. You know what I mean? Like, or even just in straight and, and bisexual and, and gay camps. Like, it's not it's not that simple. You know what I mean? But some people do. So absolutely but some, people, some people do. But yeah. my point is, I would say most people don't. Most people are somewhere along that spectrum, and it's a question of how close you are to what, certainly. But, like, the fact that they don't even really have that discussion, like, that I would have rather they had. Like, I felt like they, it was almost like they kind of stuck their toe in the water of sexuality, and they were like, no, we really can't do this. You know what I mean? And I, and I, and I feel like sticking their toe in the water of sexuality is, is the mistake. That they make in that in that they shouldn't even stuck their toe in because the question is because if, if you're right and I never got I always felt that it was like I'm sorry when it's a woman I that's not what I'm into and it's always felt that way but you're probably right what they probably meant to say is I can't ride this crazy t- train but I feel like they distract from what the story is doing by raising this other question ah but would you could you on a train you know I yeah, mean that's like, like that's if, the if, thing if, I feel like that's what I mean like it was almost like when they were writing how it, much can you put up yeah with, it was almost you know? like when they were writing it they were like we want to time to tackle this idea but then like they but they like chickened out to the last second you know and they were like uh, I don't think we really can 
you know yeah i mean it's, it's like, but you and i don't mind that like, i don't mind them such a great thing for you to do like it's the perfect but thing i don't mind them exploring the exploring that issue star trek should explore all issues yeah. um but i feel like this wasn't the, that wasn't the, ep- the what the episode was about i think it was just kind of like hey and here's this other thing we're gonna touch on for just one second it yeah, just felt like it, an add-on I mean. like that and it, i wish they i wish they hadn't yes i agree with you like it was they just shouldn't have t- stuck their toe it, che- in it, all. it like, cheapens both their point and the rest of the story yeah um, as opposed to the episode with the genderless species where that was done gorgeously. Yeah, that's done really like well. That, um, but hey, let's all move on to an episode that uh, that I think is better. Um, on May 27, 1991, while en route to Risa for shore leave, uh, oh, right. Jordy is abducted by the Romulans and brainwashed into becoming an assassin. Um, this is brilliant. And for those of you who think that that and you're out there that maybe um, LeVar Burton is not the strongest actor and granted they don't give him the strongest yeah, they don't stuff give him to, much do. to do is the thing it's not that he can't um, do it <laughs> the the nonchalance with which he runs through the the you know the practice runs of murdering everybody is you know where he's like shoot chief O'Brien fool now sit down and finish his drink it's Ugh. Chilling. Absolutely. And, and and it's like up until the moment when he when he hesitates too, like when they're first you know what I mean? Like you're seeing the moment, it's like, let's let's go back to the drawing board. Like, you know what I mean? Like, nope, he hesitated. You know, like it's uh yeah, like it just it's one of those episodes that really makes the Romulans terrifying. Now did you did you catch on to that being Denise Crosby's voice? No. Um, like no. as the Romulan in the shadows? I definitely did. I mean, I, 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 so mean, I, cool. I don't think there's any way for me to know at this point because, like, I can't remember what it was like when I didn't know, right? So now, anytime I watch it, you know, like I know and I have known, you know. So it's like, it's it's difficult to remember if I if I had that thought. I guess like to be like, I, I don't think I did. I don't think I do. I don't think it ever occurred to me that she would. That, that 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 would happen you know what i mean it's so fun to go back and know that yeah and watch the absolutely episode. like because I, I think i know she, it's I coming two episodes later enough. it's not like she has an urkel voice where it's like wait a minute what yeah. um you know what i mean like so it, it it's which by the way the guy who did who did urkel is now doing like tons of voiceover work and you'd never know it was him but anyway go on <laughs> that's awesome um or the guy who does uh, Sheldon, like he has a very distinctive voice as well. Like she doesn't have a particularly distinctive voice and there's nothing to give it away. There's no clues prior to this. There's no crumbs. There's no, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it, it definitely comes out of like left field when you do, when you, when you have the realization, like, and then you're like, wait, what? It's fucking and great. then, but the great thing, the, I mean, the great thing is you can go back two episodes and go, it was there. Oh yeah, I missed it. Oh yes, it. I love that. I definitely because once you know it's her, yep. You go, how did I not know it was how her? Did you not have known, but like clearly there, that's there was her. no way you could have. That's Ugh. the beauty of it. Like it's brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's, it's just one of those um, glorious moments. The next episode on June third, nineteen ninety one. Data experiences the complexities of love when he becomes romantically involved with a fellow crewmate. Um, I enjoy. It's a fine episode. episode. I really do. I enjoy this episode. Um, this is a. It's a mostly. It's a, it's a mostly forgettable episode, except for a scene that is crushingly heartbreaking. Um, when Data is kissing her and she asks him what he was thinking yep. about, uh, and yeah. he lists a bunch of things, and then goes. I have to admit that there have been times, and this is what a nerd I am, when I'm in an argument 
with my wife because I feel like she's like not paying attention to me or something. And I'm like, and I go, it's like, I've, I've said this, it's like that episode of Next Gen <laughs> when Dana was kissing the girl. You know, you need you to think about me too. And you know, it's, it's, then you realize you've said that and you're like, fuck, I can't even go back from that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like you win. You just, well, what, I don't forget why we maybe were arguing about laundry. I don't know. I don't know. Why did I even mention it? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I give what up. Do you want? Let's do something you want. <laughs> I'm tying. I'm tying a white t-shirt to a stick. This is done. I'm done. I give up. The ribbons. The ribbons of the flag. So, um, yeah, it's it's a fine episode. There's nothing super special about it except for that there is this moment when when Data's like, you know, because the question that's written, you know, for those of you like. You're probably having a hard time following these episodes. Like, if you haven't seen them, you know, sorry. <laughs> like, you're, sorry. What, are you, what the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry because you're like, what? <laughs> we're zipping, we're zipping through. We're like, yeah, I just occurred to me we did the mind's eye. We're like, like the mind's eye, the Romulans are there. Did you know that it was Tasha? Jordy's so great when she, when he kills Chief O'Brien and then finishes his drink. Can you imagine if you haven't seen that episode? <laughs> you're like, wait, what? What? <laughs> wait. Hold on. What the? What are these guys talking what about? Happen? <laughs> <laughs> Just go with it. We'll be on the next episode Spoilers. in like two minutes. <laughs> oh. like, like seriously, you're just why you're. What are you doing? You're, you're going to sleep. You're driving to work. You're doing the dishes. What are you doing? What do you do when you listen to this show? Why don't you go on our Facebook page and let us know? Um. Uh, cause I want to know, uh, what are you half listening to? If you haven't seen this, <laughs> what, 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 what are, what are we allowing you to ignore with this banter about things that you didn't watch? You didn't watch. I'm sure you have, no if you haven't watched this fucking season, that's the whole point. Yeah. Watch this fucking season. That's there, largely there good. Are, um, like there are five or six episodes you could skip, but if you don't skip them, you're not going to be not, upset. You know, could, yeah. Um, like you, you could skip them, but even if you don't, they're fine. Like even the ones I'm like, like the only real shit bag in this in this like entire season is is Night Terrors. One like stuff. You know, and and even that. Now that we've said how bad it is, like laugh with it, have a yeah, couple drinks because like it's it is that and, that and bad. Pickle. Um, but this episode um, is not that bad, and this episode is I think good. I because th- I think I I feel like a lot of times like you've really but by this point you've really come to love Data. Um. And it's one of those moments, it's one of those explorations of his character trying to live his life on the ship like anybody else. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that that's yeah. so interesting because, like, it's, you know, it's as fun as, like, fully, sir, like, fully functional. Like, as fun as that episode was and that whole, you know, thing was, right? Like... This is is different. Like he tries to have a girlfriend. He tries to have like a love relationship with someone, and and you can totally see the the seeds of it and why a woman would, you know, like he's he seems like uh, especially someone who's been in an abusive yeah, relationship. Like he seems like an ideal like, boyfriend. He's nice. Yeah, he's really he's always great, nice. You know, like and he's always and yeah. he's and he's so thoughtful. Like because he can be. Like, because he like because that takes how much how much of his processing power, you know what I mean? And I think yeah. and I think especially maybe and maybe that's why for me it was sort of different watching it as a woman because like I think, um, you have these ideas in your head of like what the perfect man would be, 
and and what he would do and like he checks a lot of those boxes sure he's the he is the perfect early boyfriend but when you want someone to prioritize you he lacks the ability to do that yep like and he will and always it's, be it's, doing something. Yeah, it's because and it's because there's no feeling there, right? Like he yeah. even could. That's the thing. He totally could. He could rewrite his programming so that you get primary. You know what I mean? Like he could, but like it it would only be because you told him to. So it's not the same. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's what you realize yeah. that it's not even like that's what's so heartbreaking about watching this episode for both of them. You know what I mean? Because like he wants to make her happy. You know what I mean? Like he's even though he's without emotion, he wants that in the same way that he when, wants when he, when he says Jordy's it, when, happiness. Like he wants that, but like is incapable. And doesn't he at the end? Doesn't doesn't he even say, "I will delete the appropriate files"? Yeah, like that's yep. like, and it's heartbreaking when he yeah. says it. Like this is one of those times where Brent Spiner just, I mean, really transcends for me. Like where he really like puts emotion where like there isn't any like where like there shouldn't be like because he does it emotionlessly but like at the same time there's like this nugget of like oh man like he where you feel like that poor guy you know like heartbroken and i just i i he oh it's so well done you know and it's such an interesting exploration and and i i really enjoy it like i i like the like the really in-depth personal journeys and and questionings as as much as you know the new planet or the new species or you know this mystery like i think that's what's so great about star trek is it does all of those things really well well let me tell you a story um i watched star trek the next generation when it uh when it premiered um i had watched the uh i had watched the original series um a little bit like we've talked about before at five when it was on you know coming home from school um i watched next gen when it premiered and i watched a few episodes and i then i kind of stopped watching it but then i caught on a little when i thought that picard was gonna die um at the end of season three and then you know i kind of was aware of the fact that picard came back but this is my freshman year of high school this this season and i kind of i didn't really watch i mean i kind of knew it I like maybe saw an episode here or there, but it wasn't something I was really into. I knew the characters enough, um, but I wasn't really in the, into it. Um, so I went away to uh, to. I mentioned before that you know that I I follow a particular faith, um, and the thing that made me follow that that, that really got me into it is I went to the, with part of this organization called Young Life, um, and I went to a camp at the end of the uh, at the end of the year, um, and at the I bring this up. Because at this camp, I met um, another, some person who just graduated uh, from ninth grade, um, another uh, soon-to-be sophomore named Kelly Mm. um, at this camp uh, after ninth grade, uh, who is now um, my wife. (laughs) Um, uh, So I came back from this camp, uh, which I went to this camp, I like, it must have been... I know that the camp ended on like June 30th, so I must have left like on June 20th. Um, I came back and I was supposed to be staying at my friend Matt's house uh, and uh, his parents uh, weren't 100% aware of the fact that I was supposed to be coming and staying at his house. And I was like, well, where am I going to where where am I going to stay? Um, what am I going to do? Matt called his buddy Sam. And Sam had me stay at his house. And these guys were had, were, had both just graduated seniors. And I was a. a 
an upcoming sophomore. So it was amazing that they would even give me the time yeah, of day, wow. much less do this for That's me. That's awesome. Um, and when I woke up the next day, Sam was like, Sam was like, hey, uh, do you watch Star Trek at all? And I was like, no, I, I mean, I, I did. I'm not really not into it. He said, so you haven't seen the end of Next Generation? I was like, no. So he pulled out a VHS tape and he puts in the episode that had aired just the week earlier on June 17th, 1991. Worf must choose between his people and the Federation when a civil war threatens to destroy the Klingon Empire. Redemption Part 1. And this episode, which I really enjoyed, there's so much about this episode I really, really, really enjoyed. But when Tashiar was there, because you didn't know Asila at that point, right. when Tashiar steps out in a Romulan wig at the end of the episode, like, and I, I, I had seen the episode where she, <laughs> I had seen the episode where she died. Yep. I was still like that was back when I was still. Yes, so, you knew. I was like, what, 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 what happened? The show was only okay before. What the fuck? In just season happened? one. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, yeah, it got really, really good. Had he not done that, we might not be doing Trek off today. That's so wild. Um. Because it's so this episode, among anything else you would say about this episode, this episode is partially responsible for the existence of this show and my intense fandom in Star Trek. It shows Star Trek doing Star Trek really, really well. Your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, it's good shit. So a, a little less verbose I, I, than mine. I just, but, I just, it's like after you just said all of that, like it's like what could I possibly counter with? <laughs> you know, like I, what journey could I take you on? So I was actually, I was in, I had just come back from the desert, and and, <laughs> and it was in between. Suddenly, my, it suddenly, was before I went to high school, I I decided that what I needed to do was go on a sabbatical. Uh, so I went to the Sahara Desert. And- what if What if you just started lying and you you were you were just like I was just before high school and my people that I had come from were on the brink of a civil war <laughs> and I had been dishonored, <laughs> but my brother was secretly on their council and so we said that we would help them if my honor could be restored and they cut my hand and that really hurt and then <laughs> the blood seals and everything then, and then and then and then my um teacher miss picard um inexplicably was responsible for making the new i don't know it doesn't make a lot of sense but um there were these two sisters who had cuts in their shirt from the middle of their boobs it was again very strange and then there was a yeah so that's what no that was the episode it was great (laughs) the great episode yeah and then tashi always it was weird it was weird that's what i I did justin so great about the episode um well, and I guess I, I, I mean, it's hard. I, I might be sort of remembering the next episode as well in this one, like sort of realizing that like the Romulans are behind this bad juju, like that, that they're like allied with Klingons to destabilize them. It's like it's again, it's one of those things that just really goes, fuck, the Romulans are scary, man. Like because they just yeah. you you never really you're never really involved with them. You never really like get to know them in the, you know, in a lot of ways. And it's like when they show up, it's, it's like this or the episode with Jordy, you know what I mean? It's like, fuck, they are creepy and scary and dangerous. Yeah. They, they have no morals. Like just just dangerous. Like, and it's like, you totally get why they would like the Klingons are a threat. They're powerful. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And it's like, what, but the Romulans can just play them, like play them like a film. Right. Yeah. Without ever firing a shot themselves. Yeah, 
Like that's that that yeah. that's what's so chilling about it. It's like because like sure the the Klingons are fierce and they're dangerous and they and they're great warriors, but like they have a moral compass, so to speak, and they have sort of honor and and other and these other things, right? Like whereas like the Romulans just don't give a fuck. Y- you know what I mean? Yeah. And they'll just they'll just manipulate everybody around them to like get their way. Joe and Land never, true, motherfuckers. Joe Land true. And never like give anything away. Like never never risk anything, never lose anything. It's like, oh, you guys are terrible. Like you're like awful. You're damn right. <laughs> Sorry, that was my alter ego. He just has to pop up from time. Yes. <laughs> I will destroy all you Klingons. What's funny to me for you all is wastes of skin. Is because no. of is because of that. Like every time I watch an episode where they have Romulans, I'm like, I totally see why he was a Romulan. <laughs> because I was a that, crazy Romulan. I'm like, yeah, he's totally yeah. That would be the casting for him. Like he's totally a Romulan. <laughs> so to wrap up the season, um, uh, a lot of people feel like this is the strongest season. Some people say season five is stronger. Some people say season three. But this is, you know. Every season's going to have some clunkers. Um, but if you compare it, first of all, like it compares with today's television. And I say that today's television is like we're, we're kind of in the golden age of television right now, as far as I'm second golden age of television, as far as I'm concerned. The last 10 years have been astounding for television. But at the time in the 80s, or rather in the early 90s now, um, what did you have that approached this quality? And I will tell you why the answer is nothing. The reason the answer is nothing is. You aren't watching that shit now. But now, Star Trek Next Generation Season 4, people are watching it still. We're talking about it still. It's still on. It's still around. People are still digging it. This is just a great season. Your thoughts? Uh, yeah. I, I certainly... Any any season has its has its downfalls. You know what I mean? Like, there's... I don't know that there's a season that's perfect. And I think that, you know, that would be something interesting to do at some point, like, to actually do a season comparison. Like number of episodes that we would that we would put in the bad category like versus the good and like just do like a numbers game that would be an interesting uh thing to try at some point but i, yeah. I think that this one is real solid like there's we there's all know that season one won't win we know that season two won't win we know that season seven won't win so it's like gonna be four or five or six yeah and this is strong. This is and even like, like, even the episodes that I said, hey, skip those episodes. You kind of like those episodes. Yeah, like not all of those are you bad. Know? Like you said, like the only one that's really like, ah, is, is mm-hmm. you know, yeah. fucking night terror shit. And, and let's keep in mind, these are 26 episodes, not 22 like they do now. Like they, they like seriously. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, that's amazing. Like think about that. <laughs> like they just really put a lot of content. Hey, out. you know what else is amazing? You know what else is amazing? If people want to see us, they can see us this upcoming weekend. Oh, that's right. Isn't that amazing? that amazing? They can come see us at Regeneration Who, um, which is this giant Doctor Who convention uh, that like is like the biggest they I think it's like I may have heard that it was the biggest they ever like had on the Eastern Seaboard like ever. Um, and Tom Baker is going to be there, and, and the uh, the I keep forgetting the name the the Doctor who was then was Radagast in the Hobbit. Um, it's going to be there and and there's like it, they're going to be TARDIS is everywhere man it's going to be amazing <laughs> you got it they're going to be doctors they're going to be villains there's going to be companions you got to go there check it out and then Friday night uh, Ninjas versus Monsters is going to be playing uh, and then Saturday night at 11 uh, we're going to be doing the show live what? so you got to come check us out come see it yeah, man come hang out with us um, 
And of course, uh, I know there those of you out there wondering what's happening with the movie. I I today um, I spent hours putting together. Uh, actually, if you check your inbox right now, Alexia, you can watch, but the rest of the world can't. Um, I just did uh, <laughs> our uh, our entire like experience before and after Star Trek Into Darkness. Um, I just like put it all together, and it's like an hour long, just that. Um, so there's so much yeah and there's so much it's gonna take a while guys yeah, i mean it's gonna take to a through guys like there's so much like just keep in mind i'm not talking it's not like when you shoot a movie and there's like tons of footage of the but same it's the scene same shit yeah like it's it's tons yeah of footage it's like of different this is shit, so yeah i've got like like what is supposed to take out take place like six minutes of the movie is an hour long yeah um and it's all like that and it's and a lot of it's really really good um so uh but it's got a bunch of people in it man it's got it's uh danny ross is in it paul yeah, siebers in it phil yeah, phil stamper yeah. liz christmas nick smith um yeah. the list goes on and on mr mr ray starship farragut i mean it's gonna be incredible yeah. um but uh for now uh thanks for joining us uh for star trek the next generation season three four. uh my name is Jeff. season four four Four, three is in a time loop. No, season four, which we've done twice now. <laughs> yes, um, you can hear you can hear all about season three and season two and season one if you go back and listen. And to if our you're really good and you can stream. find the season four where we already recorded all this, like go for the go for that shit because it's crazy. Yeah, watch listen um, back but, to back. I'm curious what the differences would be. <laughs> interesting. All right, my name is Justin. My name is Alexia. Trick off. Trick off, bitches. So you just finished the episode and you're like, hey, that was fun. I'd like more Trek off to put in my ear hole to put into my brain part. Well, that's really easy. All you got to do is go to trekoffpodcast.com. There's over 100 hours of Trek off. It's free. Just go there. Trekoffpodcast.com or search iTunes or whatever pod feed you use or trekoffpodcast.com. That's really easy. You can also like us on Facebook where you'll hear information about everything that we do. Like us there, especially hearing about trekoffmovie.com. That's our movie. We're making a movie based on this. The trailer's there. Links are there. Trekoffmovie.com. Trekoffpodcast.com. Thank you for listening and Trek Off.